Good evening, everybody. Sunday, January 12th, 2020, 8.01 p.m., Chicago, Illinois. I am your host, Andres Benitez, and you are tuning in to Creator Radio. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to the show, Creator Radio. I'm your host, Andres Benitez. How's everybody doing? So good to finally uh, record again. Um, The last one that we did was Grayscale. Did a little music review. So on today's episode, I wanted to try something a little bit different, something something new. Uh, Once again, you know, we're still only on episode 14. So we are, I'm just trying different things, trying different things, recording different things, seeing whether, uh, you know, certain subjects work well for me as far as like talking points go, if I have more things to say about one subject over another so so far we've done sports reviews we've done little music review we tried our hand at politics i want to get better at politics i do admit that i really do want to get better at politics so definitely expect more politic related episodes coming soon uh we have another music review coming very soon and we're and tomorrow i'm going to record the divisional round of the nfl the recap Super, really good games going on right now. Uh, right now, as we speak, as I'm recording, the Packers and the Seahawks are playing in their divisional round game, 28-17 to 17, Green Bay in the fourth. Fourth just started. Uh, I had picked them. I had picked Seattle to have a upset over the Packers. That's looking pretty good right now. I know they're down by 11 points, but I think that uh, Russell Wilson's going to make some some magic in the fourth quarter. So that's that's currently what's going on. And yeah, but on today's episode, so again, we tried a different a bunch of different things, but today we're going to do a movie review. The first episode of the movie review. Last night, my girlfriend and I went to the Arc Light Cinema Theater in off of, um, what is it, uh, North and Clybourne. So if you're in the Chicago area and you know the Arclight Cin- Cinema, really great seats, and we saw Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, big movie that a lot of people have been talking about recently, uh, getting a lot of attention in the media. Um, I and, and, and believe it or not, in the podcast world, Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett have been doing a ton of promotional stuff for it so a bunch of shows had them on to talk about uncut gems especially the sports shows because it is a gambling and um basketball related movie but yeah so i so we saw it i wanted to do a little reaction to it Uh, i'm gonna be very honest in this episode i was not a fan of the of the movie like whatsoever total waste of my money but I don't want to just say that and then in the episode i want to give you guys the reasons why i was so against it This was not, and we've had really mixed reviews as far as my friends go, as whether or not they liked the movie or not. It seems like a third of them really did enjoy the movie, and then the other two thirds are kind of like, ah, it was a little too overhyped, and it like wasn't that great. Um, So I'm coming into the perspective that I didn't like it at all. I thought it was a total waste of money, a big letdown in my opinion. I thought I had a ton of potential, but really fell short for me. Um, But yeah, let's just hop right in. I'll give you guys the cast. 
little plot line. The plot line's a little hard to do because, uh, you know, I didn't take notes during the movie and I'm, I'm doing it pretty much off of memory. So if I miss something, I'm, I apologize. And then we'll go into a little bit of the strengths, uh, the strengths of the movie. And then I have a long list of weaknesses. I want to do the strengths in the beginning just because there's like three of them. And then the real bulk of this episode will be the weaknesses of, of the movie that I saw and what my girlfriend saw as well. Um, we had a bunch of similar thoughts regarding the movie, so we'll dive into that. Uh, I'll give it a ranking. Um, spoiler alert: It's not going to be that high. It really wasn't. It it just wasn't a great movie. It really fell short for me. Um, but yeah, again, I want to go into why I thought it was why I thought it was so poor. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna di- we're gonna dive into that and then catch catch the next episode probably tomorrow morning or Tuesday morning. We'll do the NFL divisional round recap. So a bunch to talk about. We're still on that grind to hit a hundred podcasts on uh, this 2020. And I guess we'll do a little plug before we before we hop right in. But once again. If you want to respond to the to the show, if you want to reach out to me, uh, give me questions, comments, concerns, start a little dialogue with me, creatorcompany401 at gmail.com is the email. Link will be in the description. And follow us on Spotify if you want to join the creator family. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, let's just dive right in. Okay, so the cast, uh, there was a – so there's – some big names, some really big names in, in the movie. Obviously, you have Adam Sandler. He's the main character. You know, you've seen him in um, The Water Boy and what are the uh, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and really, really big names, really big, really big movies. I just want to start off with my personal opinions on Adam Sandler before we get into the rest of the cast. I'm not a fan. I don't think that he was. I don't think that he's very funny. I think a lot of it's like very slapstick comedy. I do respect the movies that he has made. I think Happy Gilmore is probably my favorite of that lot, um, as far as like me growing up and and the things that I remember watching of him. But yeah, like I know he's a, a lot of people think he's a great comedian and a really good actor and all this. I I couldn't disagree more. I I don't I don't think that he's very cut for this for this role let alone i think his his world is definitely uh the water boy billy madison and you know uh happy gilmore those movies definitely fit him more than this he can't really play a serious role in my opinion so beginning straight off the straight off the bat i i had my doubts about this movie and it definitely showed uh moving on we have kevin garnett the basketball player the nba basketball player for the boston celtics uh edina menzel Lakeith Stanfield, The Weeknd made a cameo, and then Julia Fox, she was actually a Playboy bunny, um, a Playboy model who got her big break and was able to land a role as uh, Adam Sandler's um, side chick, little affair, um, little side piece. So yeah, so th- that was the lineup. Uh, Adina Menzel, that was the wife and the mother to the kids and Adam Sandler's family. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield is like, uh, like Adam Sandler's like side man in, in, in the company. And he brings clients to, to the, to the shop. And we'll talk about what he does, what Adam Sandler does, but that, um, Lakeith Stanfield is like his side man. And then the weekend, obviously this, they portrayed him as like the early beginnings of his, uh, fame or his rise to fame in the movie. But obviously, you know, the weekend, big, big, um, 
rapper, pop singer, you know, recording artist, social icon, you know, the whole list, the whole list of whatever, the, you know, who The weekend is. Uh, so he made a cameo as himself, actually. And Kevin Garnett, I would like to say, he also made a, a cameo as himself playing basketball. Um, but I'll talk about more about Kevin Garnett and, and the weaknesses section of, of the pod. But, okay, so that was the cast. Those are the main the main characters. There's a bunch of other characters that play side roles and, and help drive the plot a little bit. But we're going to go into the plot line um, just so you guys have a little bit of background information. These are spoilers. So spoiler alert, I'm going to go into all the details of the movie. I'm not holding back anything. So if you haven't seen the movie, and you, and you don't want to, you know, learn what happens, then you can turn turn off the episode here and go go listen to another episode of Creator Radio. Wink, wink. Uh, but yeah, plot line. So Adam Sandler plays the main character. He's a Jewish diamond salesman, um, like a jewelry jewelry guy in New York City. He hunts for this like rare stone uh, that has this, not special powers, but. Uh, the stone itself, within the stone, there's a bunch of colors, and this and the stone that he's that he's hunting for is was found in Ethiopia, sent over to him illegally, and he's trying to resell it um, on the on the market. After finally getting the stone to his shop from the Ethiopian mines, uh, Kevin Garnett comes into the shop and. Just looking for jewelry in the beginning, he was uh, again a client of Adam Sandler and. Lakeith Stanfield, the other like businessman in, in Adam Sandler's shop, but he comes in. Kevin Garnett comes in for jewelry, ends up seeing the stone um, after Adam Sandler shows him the stone, and he's like obsessed. He's infatuated with the stone. He thinks that it has like magical powers. He you know he wants to hold on to it for his for his playoff game that night, and Adam Sandler like lets him so in exchange for him holding his championship ring, the Celtics 2008 championship ring. Um, so that's how Kevin Garnett comes into the, the plot line. So a little background information. Adam Sandler plays this like addicted gambler. You know, he has a huge gambling problem. He's a, you know, not not faithful to his family, to his wife. He has a, he, he cheats on his wife. He has a, an apartment with um, Julia Fox as the, as a side chick. And, the whole plot line is Adam Sandler trying to like cover all of his losses from different like gambling adventures that he's had or business adventures that have fallen through. So, you know, he owes this person $30,000. He owes this person $50,000. He owes this person, you know, whatever sum of money it is. And he's constantly trying to, um, you know, fill one bucket with whatever water is in the other bucket. So he takes a little bit of money and he, he pawns a, a piece of jewelry to put money on a. So he, so he takes the pawn money and then makes a bet, a, a couple gambling picks. Uh, and if those hit, then he takes the money from the gambling and re, you know, reimburses. So it, it's a whole cat and, t- and cat and mouse chasing tail type of plot line. And that really lends its hands to like the chaos that fucking ensues and, and follows Adam Sandler. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of the, the, a lot of the movie is just him finding ways to cover his losses. Um, and then like at the very, at the end of the movie, and what the movie kind of builds up to is like this big uh, three-way parlay pick. I believe that. So, how's the best way to explain this? So he owes like a hundred and twenty. $165,000 to a family member who was married into the family and 
started lending him money to gamble because he thought that he he obviously would make his money back. After falling to this big hole, he takes the stone and, and puts it up for auction. So with that stone, he puts up for auction for a certain amount of money and then takes that money and makes a three-way parlay pick on Kevin Garnett in in the playoffs uh, to win the opening face-off tip to hit like 26 points, uh, a couple rebounds, and then they got to win the game. So that's the parlay that, that he has. And the whole movie is building up to this plot where the stone gives Kevin Garnett the power to, you know, unlock his bas- full basketball potential, and the stone also is the reason why he's able to land this like hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. But it's still not enough money to cover all of his losses, so he takes that money off of the auction and then puts it back into the gambling pick. And f- with that parlay, with that parlay that he made, uh, the total outcome was one point two five million dollars or something like that, and that would be. You know, you know the craziest bet in the entire movie, and it would be able to relinquish all of his all of his losses. Um, at the end of the movie, the parlay pick hits, <clears throat> so all of his all of his picks were true, which is extremely rare. Uh, he wins the hundred twenty five million dollars, and as uh, you know, he's trying to give the money to. Um, the people that he owes, like the second that he wins the game, he's like keeping these guys hostage who, and those are the guys who owe him money. And the second that he opens the door after he won the money, thinking that they'd be cool with him. Now he, he gets shot in the head. That's a big spoiler alert. That's the, the ending of the movie. He gets shot in the head and so does. Uh, and then the person that he owes the money, his goons are the ones that shoot Adam Sandler in the head and their boss in the head. So they double down and then rob the whole place clean, rob their whole jewelry store clean. So again, the whole the whole movie is this buildup of one finding the stone, getting the stone, Kevin Garnett taking the stone and using it in the game, and then you know this big wild goose hunt of of gambling losses that lead to this one big pick at the end. The big the big pick hits. Uh, he wins the one point two five or you know whatever millions of dollars that he won, and he gets shot in the head. Um, and that's the end of the movie. So, you know, it, in theory, I think that the the idea of the plot was pretty good. You know, you see this a lot where you, people have these huge gambling problems and they're always trying to find ways to be able to cover their losses. And, you know, it, the, the gambling addiction starts to it's like a, you know, a wildfire. So, you know, it's 10 grand here and then it's, you know. 25 here and 35 grand here and then all of a sudden you know you you lose one big and then you're you're scrap you know you're like scrapping to find a way to cover your losses and i think again in in theory it was a great a great fucking plot line but i just think that the choices that they made were just so poor and the delivery was so poor that the movie really fell short for me um so that's the plot line i'm going to talk a little bit about the strengths of the movie again i think in theory, the plotline was great. I love the gambling aspect of it. I love the sports aspect of it. I love the jewelry aspect of it and the weekend and, you know, being in New York City and that, you know, the early 2000s and, and that whole vibe. I'm, you know, you know, kind of a mafia uh, Wolf of Wall Street type feel, but it was just so low budget. It was just like it, it the production was just really poor. I don't think that this like... Well, I'm going to go into weaknesses later, but I liked the gambling aspect of the movie. 
I like seeing Adam Sandler do the different ways to, you know, find find the ways to cover his losses momentarily to to end up to you know to working up to to covering his his big his big big losses i love that the boston celtics were involved um and again the sports and gambling aspect of it but it this movie just like it sucked it just really sucked i couldn't like like i do i do suggest people go see it because you know everybody has a different opinion but for me like the strengths were like like a drop in a big 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 bucket of of water just really poor decisions um i think that the biggest problem of this movie was the production but the production was such a source of so many other problems uh so it it was almost a constant headache watching this movie so first of all the entire movie is chaotic as hell right and and that 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 was to be expected but when you're making a movie like that like you don't want to give your your viewers anxiety while you're watching the movie i was sitting there literally about to walk out of the out of the the movie theater i was just like you know each scene there would be like a hundred things going on and background music was playing and the background music was louder than the than the actors voices so you couldn't hear the actors talk and and then you know within the scene like a phone's ringing somebody's screaming and and there's a you know a third party thing going on and then there's you know background noise and and then another another side another piece of the story comes in and interrupts all of it and then you know and then somebody's on the and then two more phone calls come in so it's just a constant constant headache it was it it really didn't play out well at least for me because like i couldn't maintain my concentration on on what was actually happening in the scene in the real scene um so that that was probably my biggest problem with the movie and like the fact that you can't even hear the actors talk about what's going on it's just like it's basic film like i've taken a film class and and your levels and you know your mixing and and all the all the, all the audio that's the biggest that's and all the editing that is the biggest part of the movie you know if you can't hear the dialect be, between what's going on if you're giving your viewers like real anxiety because there's never a break there's never any silence in the movie there's never any like never any rest it's just so infuriating to watch um you know on top of the fact i spent 33 dollars on this fucking ticket um so me and my girlfriend could have a good time and then we're sitting there just being like this is dog shit um so you know i think the production was really a, a really really big fall you know i I think, again, like the plot line was the idea of it was good, but the way that they presented it to the viewers was like, it was again, it was just chaotic. It was all over the place. Like one part of this storyline would would start going and then something completely different would happen. And then, you know, they would spiral off and he would get thrown into something else. And then and then there was just no like and then there's some scenes in the movie that just felt so irrelevant like the opening scene is is a scene where they go to ethiopia like they see the opening scene is ethiopia of the people actually mining the the stone that they end up sending to adam sandler and it's just completely irrelevant like they show this guy with his leg cut open and it's just like why am i seeing this like i guess in the moment i was like oh this is interesting like we'll see how the history behind the mining will become a part of of the movie or you know it will reconnect later in the movie none of that happened none of that happened so it just seemed like there was a bunch of things that was going on that really didn't connect to each other or it just ended up falling falling really short or just didn't didn't tie um into the main plot line uh so what else 
I'm just reading my notes here. Sorry. Yeah, some of the scenes felt irrelevant. Uh, oh, the, the other thing, it, the movie didn't give the audience any twist. You know, like there was no like, ah, got me type moments. You know, and I think as a as a movie person, I, I you know I enjoy movies. I enjoy movies that give me a kick. You know, they give me a little surprise at the end or or in the middle. Or you know, it just seemed very cookie cutter, chaotic. A, B, C, Adam Sandler type movies, you know, you see this with, you see that with grownups, it's kind of the same, it's the same thing, like, there's no plot line, it's just a bunch of events that happen randomly, and your, your mind is just trying to connect all the dots at once, so that, that was, that was a big fall, um, if I'm being even more honest, I think the acting in this movie was god awful, the acting in this movie was so poor that you just knew that they had like I don't know they just took the first take or you know or what they they only took a couple takes and you felt so disconnected from the characters each character was so dry and bland you know Adam Sandler was like the over the top Jewish jewelry seller who has a gambling problem, but you never really saw like the like the mental stress that he was going through. It was always just constant, constant, constant this, that, you know, finding ways to cover his losses. And he didn't really see like how he would like think about things. You didn't see any insight to his mind. You didn't see any insight to the plot line either. Um, there was this crying scene at the very end where it's just like I was like, dude, I could do a better crying scene than this. Adam Sandler looked like he was like, like literally it sounded like that. Like it sounded like fake crying. Like when you're crying, crying is such an emotional thing that you got to sell it to the audience. If you can't sell to the audience what, you know, what you're feeling, it's just like you, you're not making a connection and the, the movie suffers from that, you know, moving on the, the mother of, of, of the kids of Adam Sandler just felt so basic and never really showed like her her true emotions either is very like oh i'm you know you pay for my jewelry and you pay for my house and you know you take care of my kids and you're a shitty father that's it that was it you're a shitty father and i don't want nothing to do with you you know the the side chick by played by julia rose like i think she was one of the only more interesting characters just because she was the only one who was like really on Adam Sandler's side no matter what that was kind of refreshing to see everybody seemed to like be going against Adam Sandler didn't seem like anybody really trusted Adam Sandler and uh, you know it is nice to see a personal connection in the movie to see how like even though the wife didn't really care about about him the side chick did and you know that again but she wasn't that great either she was kind of bimbo-y and you know she did everything that he said and he would treat her like shit and and she would you know come come crawling back to him and you know, these days girls don't act like that. And, you know, and obviously it's supposed to be a representation of that time. But I think even back then they would, you know, the the most that you would get out of out of somebody was like, you know, a yelling match or something like that. But you never really saw like a real core relationship. You never really saw how their how their dynamic was was built or grown or anything like that. It was just thrown at you and and just kind of left out there to dry. Like it was it was very surface level. Like you could make all the all the judgments. You could read into the behind the lines like as much as you wanted. So 
Uh, yeah, again, Sandler, he was not the act, not the right actor for this, in my opinion. I think it was like a really poorly done Wolf of Wall Street and like a you know Godfather type movie where you got the hitman and they're coming into the shop and they'll break all the glass and rob you clean and shoot you in the head. It's just like, dude, like we've seen this before. Like it's so unoriginal and it was just like, it was just disappointing because like the again the plot line is like really interesting in theory and they had such a golden opportunity to like execute it really well and it just seemed really low budget and like a wannabe of wolf of wall street and a wannabe you know godfather um another thing i really didn't enjoy was kevin garnett playing himself as a basketball player like that is just like if you're talking about surface level acting it is the most surface level acting that i've ever seen obviously kevin garnett is not a is not a um an actor by any means he's a basketball player which is great but to land his name in a role like this like excuse me i feel like he would want to try to push himself and try something else as far as an acting role it may be him if it was him and sandler teaming up with one another to become like a duo or some sort of partnership and that was how they kind of escaped these different situations where you know maybe adam sandler getting way too deep and kevin garnett would like you know, pull, pull something out of his ass to save him. That could have been cool too. Um, and then going back just a little bit to the production side, the transitions in this movie were so unbelievably dry and boring and it just didn't do anything for me. So what they would do, no bullshit, they would, oh, and the music, I also talked about, I have to talk about the, I have to talk about the music as well because they, and this ties in with the transitions, but you'd have a, a scene and then the scene would end and then the, you know, the transition would be, it would zoom into one specific point of, of that still frame and this weird psychedelic spacey, not related music to the you know to the movie would just keep going on and then it would play out way too long and it would be like a minute and a half transition you know a minute transition from you know somebody's pupil to the gem or something like that or you know somebody's ear to like a sidewalk street or just really didn't fit for me i think that you know when you're doing editing and post-production stuff like those cuts and those jump cuts are so important because that adds the drama that adds the excitement you know you could have scared or not scared but maybe you could have given the the scene a little bit more movement with some jump cuts or you know some some swiping scenes or or fade in or fade out or you know just it's all basic stuff but if you do the same transition four to five to six times in one movie it's like dude this is just this is just bad the music was god awful it didn't fit the theme of the movie whatsoever it was very weird spacey again very weird spacey music that that lasted way too long in my opinion um and then i think the only real music that i enjoyed was there's a you know they were in the club they're playing Amen by Drake and and um, Meek Mill. Got a lot of bad bitches in the building. Amen. And it was just so refreshing to hear that because it actually fit the vibe of what was going on. And like, I think that, you know, when you're dealing with gambling and and sports and, uh, you know, people looking, trying to come after you and all that stuff. It's not weird, spacey music. It's not. It should be more 
you know, maybe action-packed type music. You know, maybe it would lend its hand to hip-hop. Maybe it would lend its hand to rock and roll or punk rock or something like that. But it just didn't feel it just didn't feel like it connected that well to me. Um, yeah, production was trash. Acting was trash. Storyline was it was good in theory, but they really, but the acting and the music and the production just really suffered and, and beat the plot line into the ground. Um, yeah, overall, I just I really. I had a lot of issues with this movie. Um, I really wish that they had done it correctly. And maybe somebody will do... I would like to see more gambling movies. I think it's a great space right now to be a part of. Uh, but you have to you have to really do them right. Because there's... You know, the gambling community is, is very, you know... They have they have their whole set of rules. They have their own lingo, dialogue, you know, uh, banter, jargon, whatever you want to say. And like, if you're gonna pay homage to something something as serious as, as sports gambling, and you know, uh, having to owe people money, you better do it right. Um, so that was my those 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 were my opinions on the movie. Uh, I'll give it a ranking. I, I'd give it like a 2.1, 2.2 out of 10. I just, I just didn't seem. It just didn't. It just didn't do it for me. I know other people enjoyed it, but I, I don't know what movie they were watching. I couldn't stand it. I had almost a mental breakdown trying to get through the rest of the movie. So, um, yeah, that's that's gonna do. That's gonna do it for the for the movie review. I think that this actually went pretty well. Uh, I did a lot of talking and not a lot of stopping, um, so this is definitely gonna feel again kind of all over the place. Um, but we're still learning structure. But yeah, definitely wanted to start you know talking a little bit about movies. I want to do more movies. I think there's a lot of good content to to come from movies because you know you can do older movies, you can do new movies, you can and there's so much to go into detail about. You can do the production side, you can do the music side, you can do the acting thing, you know. When you know when I was doing music reviews, it's great, but I don't know a ton about music as far as the production side goes. So I feel as though when I am delivering music reviews, music reviews to you guys, the listeners that, you know, I feel like I'm uh, like I'm missing some things. Um, But movies are movies and you can you can pretty much tell it how it is. Um, So, yeah, that was Uncut Gems. Once again, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, a couple other couple of the weekend, a couple of the big names. But Uncut Gems, uh, 2.1 out of 10, 2.2 out of 10. A lot of problems with it, but I think the only redeeming thing was that, that me and my girlfriend could go out and just spend a little time and have somebody to talk about. So, you know, whether it's a good movie or a bad movie, it's still content. It's still content. Um, and it's, you know, I just spent 30 minutes talking about Uncut Gems and how bad it was. So I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll catch you guys in the next time. I'll catch you guys. You know what? I'm such a clown. I will catch you guys on the next episode. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening to Creator Radio. I'm your host, Andres Benitez. If you'd like to reach out to Creator Radio with any questions, comments, and concerns, if you want to start a conversation with me, the email address is creatorcompany401 at gmail.com. That's creator, C-R-E-A-T-O-R, company, C-O-M-P-A-N-Y, 401 at gmail.com. 
the link will be and the email will be in the description if you don't know now you know creator radio is on spotify for your convenience please 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 hit that follow button if you're enjoying what you're listening to and you want to join and uh, grow the creator family i'd really appreciate it thank you guys so much for listening and i'll catch you guys later peace